Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist, and you're listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, and today I have Sam Mugavero. Mugavero, that sounds Spanish too, Sam. Um, <laughs> Sam Mugavero. And Sam is an entrepreneur and a business coach. He has a mentoring business. Um, he's with uh, Action Action Coach, right? He's a certified business coach with Action Coach. He has earned several international coaching awards for himself as well as his clients. He even um, has over 30 years working in, in coaching, and I'm excited to have him. We have some exciting questions for him. He's going to give us a lot of really good good and golden nuggets today sam hello and welcome sir welcome to latinos in real estate investing thank you martin pleasure to be here yes could you tell us just tell us a little bit about yourself sam i know i, I didn't do enough justice so tell us a little bit about what about yourself okay and what um so i have been um advising business owners through different things as far as accounting hr strategy um uh, risk management for over 30 years specifically coaching them through Action Coach for the last seven years. And uh, it has been my greatest pleasure to actually uh, watch people grow and ask them the questions that need to be asked to make sure that they make the decision they need to make to get the growth they want. So it's been really fun. I, I love what I do. It's a great book. Awesome. awesome. It's great to hear. As you know, I'm a coach as well. So it is a very rewarding and fulfilling and fulfilling journey. And uh, so my first question to you, my next question to you, sir, is, what what is so tell me what is a coach why don't we tell why don't we inform people what is a business coach what does a business coach do oh, that's what a is, what question. Is... okay that's a great question so so a business coach so what it is is your apprenticeship in growing a business i'm going to coach you just like a sports coach you know if you want to get better at soccer or anybody that's a great athlete has a coach that helps them get to the next level so i will coach you and teach you and guide you and hold you accountable to get to the levels that you want to get to but I will not do the work for you. So the distinction between a coach and a consultant, consultant tells you, a coach asks you the questions, it gets you to grow, and then you own it. You've taken ownership of your growth and your destination. So um, in, in essence, a coach is very similar to a sports coach or a strength coach or any other kind of professional coach that you can think of. And the thing is that most people lose sight of, business owners lose sight of, is that even though you may not think coaching is good for you, a lot of your competitors are getting coached. So it's a let me tell you, that has, been, that has been the best breakdown of what a coach is that I've heard in a long time. You could not have put it any better. I had a, I had a client uh, recently come to my office and says, you know, um, he said something to that, alluding to, you know, I had a coach, I'm hiring you and, you know, I, I need to see results. And I said, no, you need to see results because you're going to take the action. We're going to work on the plan together. You're going to take the action. You're going to do the things that are going to lead to your results. Just because you are here sitting with me doesn't mean you're going to get results. You're here to help. You. 
It's interesting you said that because I know a lot of people are really uh, watch the World Cup. Of all the yep. World Cup games I've watched, I have never seen a coach score a goal or save a goal. Yeah, me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a, I, I love that, man. I love that. I love that. I really love that, Sam. Um, Sam, I'm going to get to uh, one of my one of my really strong questions, I, and I think the listeners would want to know. What's the what's the one thing you find gives your clients the most success? Your business clients the most success. What's that one thing? Um, accountability. Accountability. I hold them accountable because you know, Martin, you, you yourself know, and you've had a, a very uh, great career so far. Um, you can think all the thoughts, you can have all the ideas, but if somebody doesn't hold you accountable to taking the action, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen. So the accountability, mm-hmm. if you tell me today you're going to do X, Y, and Z, next week when we meet, X, Y, and Z should be completed because I'm going to hold you accountable to that. And that's 100%. And that's exactly what you, that's exactly what a coach, that's exactly what a coach does is, is, is help them, help them move forward. So accountability, you find that accountability. Actually, you know, accountability is one of the things I find, Sam, that accountability is one of the things where um, most people, most entrepreneurs miss it because it's easy to let yourself down. But when you're why, when you have to get on the phone with your coach or whoever, and you're like, shoot, I got I got to tell him something and I'm you're going to do it even if just just to make sure you tell him I did it and what happens is when you take the actions you get the results well and, it's and easy, typically it's easy to let yourself down so typically to your point is um especially when I'm coaching people that are new to coaching you know we'll give them their goals for the week and they start saying wow I can't believe this happened for example um one of the biggest complaints or complaints one of the biggest challenges is um I don't have enough time. So I create mm-hmm. a system. I have a system created that they can use to um, get more time. And all it is, is uh, just having a default calendar that you are true to. It's amazing how many people actually use that tool and then say to me a week or two later, I, I don't know how I got all this extra time. Mm-hmm. But it's the kind of thing where I held them accountable to using the calendar. And then all of a sudden, instead of working 60 or 70 or 80 hours a week, they're at 40 and they're like how did that happen well because you're accounting to yourself to your calendar so the accountability the other thing the second thing is mindset um Mm -hmm. you really it's amazing to me how many people um come to you uh as a coach and you start working with them and you know you asked me about my favorite questions the other day one of my favorite questions is why do i believe in you more than you believe in you Mm. that's a great question yeah I mean, it can, because you see these people, they look so successful. And then you start coaching with them and you realize that they're really second guessing themselves and, you know, the whole not taking action thing. So that's the other one's mindset. Yeah. So mindset, let's dig into that because I'm a huge mindset guy and I'm always talking about mindset in this, in this, in this, uh, in this podcast. I actually even have a t-shirt that says 80% mindset plus 20% skill set equals hundred percent success. When you say mindset, Give us, give us your perspective. What exactly do you mean when, when you're referring to mindset? What exactly do you mean the importance of, 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 of mindset to be successful in business? Okay, I can give you, um, I can give you two examples. So yep. um, a lot of my postings, I have uh, uh, a little blurb there that says, what would you not attempt if you knew you couldn't never fail? In other words, you try anything. If you knew you couldn't fail, you try anything, right? You do well, anything, yeah. The only person that's telling you you can fail 
from the jump is you. Mm-hmm. It's it's your mind telling you, oh, I can never do this. Well, if you say I can, if I say I can never get up and walk out the door, believe me, I'm never going to get up and walk out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's that simple. So the mindset is really, um, really huge. Um, it, it's it's that belief, and the other part is forget about yesterday and work with today and go forward. I've had clients where um, a husband wife client and. Um, she was a CPA and he was a sales guy and they started their own business together. Well, he had made some missteps along the way. And every mm-hmm. week it was, she was saying, well, you know, you say you're going to do that, but it's not going to happen because it never does. So finally, after two weeks, I, you know, sometimes coaching can be partner counseling or marriage counseling. And um, mm-hmm. I said to her, it, every week you're looking backwards. How are we going to make progress if you're not looking forwards? Mm. So her mindset there too. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's really, really your perception of yourself and where you're going. And if you have the ability to get there, we all can do whatever we want. This is a great place. This is a great country. You can do what you want to do. I mean, legally and, um, and get there, but it, it, it's so easy to hear the negative and not hear the positive. So. Mm. Yeah. The voice in the head, right? How you manage that voice, how you yeah, believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, that the other one, you know, and that's the other one. When I have, you know, one of my other questions that I ask people sometimes is um, when they're, when they're kind of indecisive, can I do this? What should I do? It's a big decision. I'm a little afraid. So my question is, depending on your age, but I'll, I always use go, go about 20 years out. So you're 30. Martin, what does a 50-year-old tell the 30-year-old you to do today? When you look back, what does a 62-year-old tell you remarkably young yeah, no, to do today? Because yeah. when you look back, you can. It's easy for you at forty-two to look back at you at twenty-two. You go, you know, I should have done this. Okay, so what does you twenty years out say you should do today? Mm-hmm. And usually, people make the right decision. Yeah, the, the decision they normally be afraid to step out and do, they'll do because they go, you know what? I've been here before. I can do this. So mindset's really mindset and accountability is the two biggest things. Those two things are, are extremely important. I totally agree with you, Sam. Um, why is coaching important, Sam? Why why is why is it so important? You know, you, I might have listeners out there right now listening, and they don't know what coaching is, and maybe the only thing they've heard about coaching is just they see Phil Jackson with the Bulls right in the nineties, right? Or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or this is the coaches they know: Steve Kerr, right? Larry Bird. This is the, I'm a basketball guy, so I'm right, I'm right. Basketball. I can tell. So this is what they, this is what they this is what they think, right? They think, hey, a coach is just that. But why is coaching important in other areas of your life? You know, I, okay. I know the importance of it, but can you explain that too? Sure. So one of the one of the most important things important things about coaching is the point of view. Um, I'm looking at your business from the outside. You know, it's like um, if I'm the lifeguard sitting on the beach, standing on the, in the beach stand watching you swim, I can see the big waves coming. I can see the shark coming. I can see the boat coming at you and I can get you out of the water. But most business owners are in there swimming and they can't see above their level. So I'm that outside perspective that can give you direction, give you um, ideas, help you with your mindset and accountability to get you to where you want to get to. Otherwise, you're just swimming in the lake or swimming in the ocean, and you can't see beyond whatever, a couple feet, because your face is in the water. Um, That's one. one. Uh, The second one is um, I ask a lot of great, tough questions that a lot of us are afraid to ask ourselves. 
Um, one of my clients uh, started out with me uh, a couple of years back. He, he, uh, his business was a million dollar business. It's now a $13 million business. And periodically he'll say, you know, I just can't get over what great questions you ask me because he's the head honcho in his deal. He's got like 40 people working for him. Everybody bows. But I ask him the questions that they're all afraid to ask him. And the questions give that me, I ask give, him, an example, give us an example of those questions. Yes. That's I'll what I'm give you a perfect give example. example. Yesterday, mm-hmm. yesterday we were getting, working through a problem or a challenge that he was having with his CFO and his uh, field supervisor. And, um, He's, at his end of the conversation was, well, I told uh, Bob to do this, and I told him we have to do this, and I told him this is the goal. And then I went and talked to Mike and told him, look, you need to do this, and you need to do that. I said, okay, whoa, 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 Do you hear yourself? And he said, yeah. I said, so which is the best way to get people to take ownership and actually take responsibility and do the things you want to get them to do? He said, well, ask questions. I'm like, yeah, because I've taught him that. Ask questions to get people to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. I said, but you just got done telling me that you're telling Bob and you're telling Mike and you're telling this one. When did that change? Because you used to ask questions. He's like, oh, my God, you just did it again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, and this guy's really uh, uh, quite the business person at this point, you know. And, and that's a great point. You know, I, I actually teach the same thing. And I, my, my listeners have hear this over and over again through my podcast here is direct um, – your results will have a direct correlations to the questions you ask. So when you're in when you're in a situation that you perceive as a challenge, the questions you ask there is what's going to determine your outcome. If you ask a question, why me? That's a victim question. If you ask a question, where's my opportunity and what's my lesson and how can I get better? That's a better question. You you can find the right answers. And I right? think uh, versus a, <laughs> versus the victim question. Well, you and I I think agree on this question. Uh, from Keith Cunningham, what don't I see? Yeah, that's a powerful, Keith Cunningham is powerful. That's a powerful Step back and look at it and go, okay. And that's that's a coaching thing. It's the outside perspective. Okay, what aren't we seeing? You know, when you're swimming, Mm -hmm. you can't see it. Um, The other thing is, and this is a question I get sometimes when I'm out networking is, or a statement I get, um, well, you couldn't really coach my business. You know, I get that all the time. Oh, you can't coach my business. And I ask them why. And I'll ask them, do you do sales? Yep. You do marketing? Yep. Finance? Yep. Team operations, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I coach your business twenty or thirty times a week. It's not your business; it's my system, and it combines your industry experience. You're a great plumber, you're a great electrician, whatever you are, great property manager, with the expertise I have in growing a business. So that's why you really; those are the reasons why you really want to have a coach. So if I have, because you talked about someone that has a CFO, so I don't want to scare people away, right? Right. You, that's right. a big, that's a guy making 13, what did you say? 13 right. million dollars? You didn't have the CFO at a million dollars. So, so, you know, we, 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 maybe some of the listeners are just solopreneurs and they're getting their business going and they're starting out and they're trying to figure things out and they're kind of, you know, how it is when you're a small businesses, you're wearing all the hats, especially at the beginning. You, you're the secretary, you're answering your own phones, you're doing all that stuff. So, what advice would you give to someone new and does someone that's new in business, excuse me, someone that's new in business and does it, um, do you coach people like that? Does it make sense for someone that's just, hey, a sales guy that's, you know, he's self-employed, but he's just a sales guy. Uh, how do you, you know, plug in? Because you mentioned a guy that's $13 million a year with a CFO. Okay. So I coach all ends of the spectrum up to uh, about a 100, a 100 employee business from a solopreneur to that. Okay, that's, that's where I can do more than that, but that's where I really like to be. 
And that's where I really um, have the most fun and make the best connections. So for a solopreneur, um, there's so many things that they have to start out with that they don't consider. You know, a lot of people I've met with have great ideas. Um, they get started and then they get stalled. They get started six months, a year down the road, they get stalled. Part of that is they haven't considered the foundation of their business, their time mastery, their financial mastery, um, actually de deciding where they want to go with the business. You know, a lot of people started up and go, oh, I want to grow it and then I want to sell it. Okay. What does that mean? When are we going to do this? How much are we going to sell it for? So that and making sure they deliver or distribute their product or service they, the best way they can so that the story that their customers are telling other people about them is a great story. So that's a solopreneur. That's a person starting out. If they can start out there, they'll probably grow their business three to seven times bigger in that first year than they would if they didn't start out doing that. So I, I, I love the start out, the startups or the new businesses because they can see the fastest growth and um, their mindset isn't to the point where they either know everything <laughs> or, or they don't think they know anything. <laughs> you know, they're at the point where they're, they're interested in learning. You know, um, I know you and I have had a conversation about the books we've read. You know, and, and the, the truth of the matter is a business owner can only grow to the level of their business education. And you yeah. saw my bio, I have the MBA, but it's not that. It's how much have you learned about growing a business? Yes. It's that. And that's the solopreneur or anybody in between. You can always learn more. I've been doing this for seven years and I, I must read probably 100 books a year. Because <laughs> yeah, I want to learn more so I can help people. So what, what books are would you recommend a solopreneur right now? What's your number one top book right now? Well, you, you, know, you know what I'm going to say. The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. Absolutely. Great, uh, he, that is a, a great book. That's um, a, great, he's a great business guy. Oh, yeah. And it's audiobooks or, uh, or, uh, or um, uh, reading the book. Either way, it's good no matter how you learn. If you like to learn by mm -hmm. reading or by listening. Fantastic book. Two other ones. Um, the one you had mentioned, um, The One Thing. One which, Thing. Uh, the one thing which is what one thing must I do today in order to get make everything else either easier or uh, unnecessary? So many times people make that to-do list and the mistake is they start at the top. Mm -hmm. Pick the one thing out of the 10 things you have to do today and prioritize it as that's the one that gets makes things easier. The other one um, that I recommend, and these are books I recommend in my workshop, uh, is Going for No. So the book mm -hmm. Going for No is a, um, again, an action book, a a do what you have to do book. And both of those books are 180 pages. Going for no is um, just the premise. The guy sells business machines. He has to sell four a week. He knows he needs to see 20 people in a week. Monday morning, he sells three. Um, the question I ask in the workshop is how many does he sell for the week? Well, the answer is actually three because he forgot that he needs 20 no's, 16 no's to sell four machines. So he never went for the no. Well, by the end of the book, he does that. I mean, I'm not going to give it all away and it makes a dramatic change, but it's Work through your plan. Don't stop halfway and change your plan. Don't stop after two steps and say, oh, it's not going to work. Work through your plan to the end. So that's what Going For knows about. And, and that's, those are two early uh, business owner books and two books that people who have been in business in a long time could really get a lot of value out. Of. And they have. The people that have read them that I've recommended it to. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, what advice would you have for someone that's, brand new in real estate because this is a real estate investing podcast right someone that's just like hey I, I i most millionaires and i know you've coached some maybe you could share some of those some of those experiences mm -hmm. some guys in my business 
and uh, that, that they're brand new and they're thinking they know, hey, most millionaires are made through real estate and they know that, which is what lures a lot of people into real estate. And, uh, but they need an education, just like you said. Education is key. It, it is key to, to succeeding in business. What advice would you give to someone that is just thinking about coming into real estate and wants to do real estate or real estate, whether they want to flip, whether they want to buy multifamily for cash flow, whether they want to wholesale properties, whatever. There's thousands of ways you can play in real estate. But whatever it is, they just want to get in. What would you say is the first, first, what would you advise the first step that they need to take to get into the game? Okay, so three questions, um, not original questions for me, but again, for my reading and my education. Um, what's the upside of me doing this? Okay. Um, so how much, what's the great things that can happen? Number two, what's the worst or the downside that can happen? And number three, can I live with the downside? So somebody comes into real estate, uh, just making this example. Um, they come in to real estate, they have a hundred thousand to invest. Okay. And um, they think, oh, this is going to be great. Well, what if you're down to your last five now because the projects you've committed to just haven't come through yet. Can you mm-hmm. live with 5,000 left in your pocket and 95 out the door somewhere? If you can't, then don't do it. It's the, same old, it's the same old story of making sure that you have a cash flow forecast so that you know what to expect or have an idea and make sure you can live with what you're forecasting. So those yes. are the three questions I ask. Upside, downside, and can I live with it? Uh, I love those questions, Sam. You know, I, I shared with you where I learned those questions. And I, mm-hmm. I tell you, I, I bought a restaurant I don't know, six years ago, because I was enamored with the restaurant, like most people. Most people think, hey, I want to have a restaurant. It's a cool thing. But the restaurant business is brutal. Learn that. Ask me how I know. Learn that one the hard way. Um, And the minute I bought this restaurant, I just knew it wasn't right. You know, when you know in your gut, like I closed on this deal and I just knew it wasn't right. But I committed, so I kept moving forward. And then years later, I learned those questions. I learned those three questions. What's the upside? What's the downside? And as I reflected back, Sam, I remember thinking, had I known these three questions before I bought this, or had I asked myself those three questions before I bought that restaurant, I'd have never done it, right? I lost money, but I gained experience and I I got a ton of lessons. And the most important experience I learned was about me and what I like. And I got even more clarity in my life on who I am and what I enjoy and what line of business I want to be in. Right. Right. And had I asked those three questions, I tell you, I would have never bought that restaurant and I never bought that restaurant. It took my freedom. I just, I lost a lot of freedom. My my family was tied into that thing. I'm so, you know, I'm used to picking up and going whenever I want. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to go, let's go to the beach. Let's go here. Let's go to pick up. Let's just, we just go, right? We just, we just go. When you have a restaurant and you don't have the systems in place, because there's guys that do it successfully, but when you don't have the systems in place or you don't have the right coach or you don't have the right mentor or you don't have the right model to model, man, it's problems. Oh, it's you problems. Know, and it doesn't even have to be a complicated restaurant. It's funny you mentioned that because yesterday, mm-hmm. um, after I had I played golf yesterday afternoon, and afterwards I went to a little pizza place but near our house to pick up some cheesesteaks and some other food, and I was standing there watching you know, and it's a pizza shop. I mean, it's a very successful Italian restaurant pizza shop, but it's nothing big. But just watching, there's the guy making the pizza. That's all he's doing, man. He's just, mm-hmm. it, boom, one after the other. There's a guy working the, working the cook. You know, there's different people in that system that are all doing their job. So the owner can look great by saying, hey, how you doing? Good to see you again. 
It's all mm. happening around them. If any of that breaks down or you don't have a tight enough system, you're done. I mean, it's just, yeah. you can't just say, oh, I'm sorry, your spaghetti's not ready yet for half an hour. Because we all know it takes 10 minutes to boil water and cook spaghetti. You know what I mean? So, so the, right. to your point, the restaurant is so intricate and people don't give it enough credit because the systems that have to be in place for it to be successful. Yes, yes, 100%. I mean, the restaurant is a, is a, t- it's a tough business. So, okay, so someone wanting to get into, that's listening and wants to get into into this game, into real estate investing, uh, to be more specific, mm-hmm. ask those three questions. Uh, what other piece of advice would you give to someone wanting to come in brand new into this business or, or someone that's seasoned? What piece of advice would you would you would you tell them? Hey, you need to look at this part of your business, or you need to consider this to improve that they, they can get an improvement in their business right away. Well, a parallel question to those three that I gave you earlier was mm-hmm. um, the destination question. So, you know, Martin, I might want to get into the real estate business, uh, the property management business, and I want twenty doors, and that's all I want. I know I need uh, X number of dollars a month to cash flow for retirement. I want twenty doors, or to, to do what I want to do. Other people want 200, 300, 400 doors. Those are the 7 million guys, the 3 million guys, okay, $3 million guys. That's what the guys that I coached down in Houston wanted. But if you can't define what you want, you're not going to get there. So what does success look like? In other words, what does it look like when it's finished? What does success look like to you? Well, I, because I don't want to get my 20 doors and think, okay, this is what I wanted. And I'm talking to you and you got 200 or 300 doors. And I'm like, oh, gee, maybe I should do that. Well, no then plan that at the beginning so you know where you're going because you'll get there faster. And knowing your destination, you'll actually arrive. So that's the other thing is what what does success look like to you? What do you honestly want? And that's not a just, hey, we meet somewhere and I say, hey, Martin, what would you like to do with success? You go, oh, what I want to do is You have to think about that question because, again, there's those other three, upside, downside, can I live with it? You know, the the pattern for success for your business might be you get – 10 doors, and then there's a stalling point between 10 and 20, then you grow a little again, and it goes down a little bit. If you can't live with that down part, you know, and see what it's going to look like, you're really going to probably give up halfway and lose your confidence in your mindset and go, oh, that's a stupid business to be in. When it's a great business to be in. Yes. You know, you just have to have the right mentor or the right coach or the right perspective mindset to get there. Let me ask you this question. What do you think about the, the statement that when you in, when you gain success or when you gain when you gain something that you want, you usually have to give up something, right? So you got to give up something. What do you think about that statement? When you gain something, let's say you, you let's just say the goal is someone wants twenty doors, right, and they want a cash flow four thousand dollars a month to you know for retirement or to be financially free. But in order to gain that and to achieve that goal, usually there's something that has to change, right? And they got to give up something. What can you tell people about that? Okay. So the guys, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the biggest thing for all you entrepreneurs out there, it's the hardest thing for you to give up. The guys that grew to three and a half million that I was coaching in Houston, the hardest thing they had to do was delegate. Because you have to give up marketing or you have to give up sales or you have to give up bookkeeping. If you, can, if you say, boy, I'd really like to have Martin handle my sales, but I don't think he can sell as well as I can, so I have to do it, you're not growing. 
you can't do that. You have to be willing to delegate responsibilities to other people to help you grow. Because ultimately, you want to be the CEO and make decisions and be the visionary and grow your business. But if you're getting dragged back by, oh, I have to do the selling, the marketing, the bookkeeping, the systems, the operations, and all that, you cannot grow. So you have to hire people. You have to give up some um, uh, autonomy, a lot of autonomy as you get further up the scale. You have to give it up because if you can't do it, you, you can only go to the level that you're at. Um, you know, there's 168 hours in a week. So you can't work 169. So you need people to grow that you can delegate tasks, chores, responsibilities to so that you can keep growing as a human and as a business. So that's Man, the big that's, thing you have to give up. That is so sound. That is so really, really sound advice. Thank you for that, um, Sam. Sam, how can people get a hold of you? If someone was thinking about you, you coach people across the country, right? And right. Or, or country. If someone wanted to hire you because they really, really like what, what you're saying. And, and by the way, guys, you can hire you can hire a coach. You can get a coach like like Sam, and he works. He said it. He works in different industries. It doesn't have to be a real estate. Maybe you're a plumber. Maybe you're something. And I have him on the show because I believe in coaching. Um, coaching has changed my life. I spent a lot of money and a lot of time in edu- personal education, and that's what a coach does. He helps you find himself, find yourself. He helps you get clear. He helps you get clarity. And very important, like like Sam said, he holds you accountable. And accountability, it changes everything. It's what leverages you to go get what you need to go, what you need to do, what you need to do, right, to get to get success. So uh, Sam is here to help you if you're interested in talking to him. How do people get a hold of you, Sam? Um, well, uh, you can email me at sammagavro at actioncoach.com, and I will spell that. It's S-A-M-M-U-G, as in Gary, A-V as in Victor, E-R-O, at actioncoach.com, or you can call me, um, 610-216-4613. Please leave a message. My phone, I get lots of calls, so my phone's set up to uh, go to voicemail if you're not in my contacts list. Once you're a client, you're in the contacts, and it rings for me. So those are the two ways. Uh, My uh, website is sam.magavro at actioncoach.com. So any of those ways, I would prefer email or a phone call. And here's the thing to know about coaching too. You have to want to do it. So you can call me, we can chat about it. We will discover if you really want coaching or not. Because here's the thing. If you think about it, if you've played a sport or you've been a, a dance or you've been in theater or whatever, there are people involved in the organization that are forced to be there by someone else, parents or whoever. You can't coach those people because they don't want to be there. So coaching depends a lot on you wanting to get better if you want to get better, you're going to show up at your coaching every week. You're going to do the things you need to do to make yourself better. If you don't want to do it, I cannot sell it to you. I don't. And, and Martin, same with your coaching. I'm sure you don't sell it to somebody. They have to engage and say, yes, this sounds like it's for me. Let's do it. So talk with me. Yeah, I don't sell you anything. I'll, I'll walk. I'll give you 20 minutes or so. And, and we'll figure out if it's something you want to take the next step. And the next step is just a two-hour coaching session so we can find out more about your business and see if we could both see the benefits of working together. And if we can, you're going to tell me, hey, let's do it. Yeah. Last question before we go. Uh, personal development book, recommendation, and favorite business book. So you, we gave, you gave a few, but before we go, just give, give, give me your best, your, your, your recommendations for personal development and your favorite business book. What are okay. those two? So um, my uh, personal development book would be What Got You Here, Won't Get You There by Marshall Goldsmith. It's an interesting book. It's, it's more of an executive 
coaching book, but what I love about it is um, they actually do a survey of the people that report to you on how they perceive you and your leadership. Amazing, because who you think you are to the people that work for you isn't really who you are. <laughs> so it's very eye-opening. Never heard of that book. I'm going to check that one out. Yeah, I, I actually uh, know Marshall, and I've actually coached his son. Uh, he's a famous, um, globally, he's famous um, for coaching executives, Fortune 500, Fortune 100. He's famous for that. So you, for, for small business owners, typically you wouldn't hear him, but he's fantastic. And like I said, I coached his son when I was in uh, Houston. Um, and uh, the other question, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Personal development and business book. Yeah. Um, because i got to get this title right. Um, and here's, here's one of the breakdowns I see a lot in the beginning is uh, financial mastery for people. So <clears throat> the name of this book, and it's a book that I use to uh, teach my clients financial mastery, is a book called The Ultimate Blueprint for an Insanely Successful Business. So if you go on um, Amazon and just say The Ultimate Blueprint, it'll come up. The author is Keith Cunningham. Keith. Love Keith. Cunningham. Yeah. So, so this book, um, I used it to teach all of my clients about financial reporting and the interactions between the balance sheet, the profit and loss, and the statement of cash flow. Um, this is the best book I've ever read or used on that topic. And we didn't discuss this, but I have a BS in accounting and an MBA in finance. For me, getting to a technical book is easy. I can read it. I can digest it. For most business owners, they're not accountants. They're not finance mm -hmm. professionals. So this book really, and you can see um, Martin on the video, it's a hundred and... Short little book. Sure, yeah, it's like not even 150 pages. Such a great book. I had the um, the formulas, the, there's a few formulas that when I, in my business office in Texas on a whiteboard behind me. And when I was discussing this, I would show people literally on that whiteboard how this works. It's, it's fantastic. I just can't say enough about this book. So that's my other book. Yeah, but Keith Cunningham, and I, and I want to just share with my listeners, I've had the opportunity to uh, be taught by Keith and learn from Keith Cunningham at different events if he's older. And, and listeners, if, you, if you're if you an entrepreneur and you get the opportunity to attend one of his events, you got, you've got to get there. He, he simplifies business so beautiful. He yeah. It's beautiful. He's just brilliant mind and he just simplifies it. Just he, he really makes it one, two, three, simple, simple, simple way of, um, of he teaches you a simple way of doing business and how to run your business from a 50,000 foot view and how to get in and get out. He's just really a brilliant mind. He is. You have the opportunity. And I'm not here to sell him no. in any way. I'm just, he, the guy is just brilliant and he just teaches business. He also teaches, I, you know, he was saying at one of where, place where, where I met him, he was saying that he also, I think he teaches, he's, he teaches at Harvard, like he goes as a guest speaker right, to right. Harvard or something. He you know, the thing about him too is with all of that, that level of achievement, um, mm -hmm. I was at a place where he was a speaker, uh, invited to our conference, and I ended up sitting at the table with him for, for dinner. It's like you and I talking. I mean, he's brilliant, but he's such a regular, easy to approach person. Amazing. But if you read yeah, really his book, The Road Less Stupid, you'll know why. Yeah, yeah, he's and he's funny too. He's a real yeah, funny oh yeah, guy. So, guys, if you, if my listeners, if you guys get the opportunity to uh, Keith Cunningham, look him up, Google him. Actually, there's a real estate podcast, and he was um, one of. Uh, um, what's his name? Robert Kiyosaki's partners. So he's actually a brilliant mind. Check him out. 
He's uh, brilliant. Guys, thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. Sam, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and knowledge. Uh, People know how to get a hold of you. You've given them, and I'm going to put that in the show notes. Guys, please, if you enjoyed this show, enjoyed uh, this podcast, please leave us a, a positive review, share it, like it, and share it, and help us get this information out to the masses and help us Uh, help more people. The purpose of this podcast is to improve other people's lives and impact them in a positive way. Thank you, Sam. Thank you guys for your time. Thank Thank you, you Martin. Thank you for everybody else. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.